is rolling this is just you and me talking that's not for the podcast right? uh no well, well it could be or it couldn't be this is now audacity so we're recording this so this could now be the start of episode 32 of the ski slope ski slope the podcast dedicated to the love and memories of camp swiggo and swatona that's that's what it is, yes, it All is right. more. so should i go with the uh the webcaster what does that mean the uh live stream you ready to rock that um yeah why there's no reason not to. It's just a recording. I have no expectation. We haven't even told people we're on at this point. Well, maybe we should. Hello. Look at that. 27 people watching. Noon way. <laughs> Noon way. It says today at 530. Sure come up it already says today at 530. I know. Well, you know what? For the people that are really into us and, yeah, and are willing to like, turn it on an hour early, they get a, they get a little yeah, bonus. I'm, gonna go, I'm going on Facebook and telling everyone. There you go. Well, make sure we're on first on live stream. That's a damn good point. You know, I don't like to bring the people to the barn if the horses ain't there, you know? So, let's see. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Apothic yep. Red. There we are. There we are. The red wine of the ski slope. Oh, I've got to turn my volume off. Done. Done. I and love the it. lag. I love the lag. All right, folks. Just keep an eye open for all the chat that goes on. Uh, you know? There are two viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who they are. Hmm. Can we track their URLs? Let's see something. Their URLs are there. ISPs. Their internet protocol number. Let's, so tell me what's going on, Mr. Moi. What you been up to? Uh, let's say things have been good. Uh, went out to Montana. Um, did my thing out there since the last ski slope. Went up and visited Chloe for visiting day up in Maine. I saw that. I saw that. Does that, how does, you know, does it make you remember? Yeah, it's great. They raise the flag and it's da-da-da-da-da-da. How do you not remember? It's, uh, it's the same song. The flags are going up. There's campers standing everywhere. 
it's uh, you know it's a uh, it it's one of my favorite parts of visiting day is is the, them doing the flag in the morning because it's the one that's most similar to you know what would have gone on its way the reveille reveille to that song rising to that song it's a pretty ritualistic thing you know there's still a hardcore group group of children that love camp my daughter loves Chloe's it. a lover she's a lover she so turns into a one lover out of three right of Kendall wasn't three. right yeah Kendall wasn't I think Kendall would have had she found um, the right camp although you know she really did sort of love it as a younger kid. Um, you know, it just took an odd turn. I don't know if I mentioned this. Like, she almost choked in camp. Like, she was eating, they had, like, steak night or something. No, I don't think you And did. she was eating steak one night, and um, I guess her bunk was all, like, who could take the biggest, you know, bite? Oh. And so, I guess I guess Kendall won. <laughs> but she she literally was choking and had to get, like, a Heimlich remover. 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 Removers may be ready. This is good. Yeah, so, um and she was a bit panicky because nobody really knew how to do it. So they, you know, there was a minute or so there where... Oh, my not, God. I guess it's a minute, Talk not like a minute dramatic. or so. Yeah. It, I know, it was. And so she doesn't like camp after that. And I get... I get right, you know, right, right. She's got a bad taste in her bad, mouth. <laughs> hey, nice. Oh, sorry. That wasn't even or where a big was going. piece of steak. That's terrible. And someone got behind her, Heimlich her, and Somebody eventually did, yeah. Who stepped up? It was the uh, nurse, I believe. Everyone's like, get the nurse, get the nurse. Get the Nobody nurse. knew what the fuck to well, do. Well, she ran. Like, well, she ran to the owner. Um, oh, she or, ran no, on no, her own. One of her, one of her friends did, and the owner didn't know what to do. So from that, um, well, the camp, the camp started a whole like sort of CPR training system, which that's you would think cool. they that's should know anyway, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but do you, did, were you trained in that? You know, when when we first had Zachary, you know, did you go to that baby class where you learn like baby CPR and first aid and all that? I don't remember that. Okay, we went to that, and so yeah, I did it there, and I remember. ABC, and they said this is the one thing you can remember. If you don't remember anything else from this class, this is what you remember, and it's ABC. So A is air, B is breathing, C is chest. So um, I think you the get an air. The first flow. thing is make sure there's air. Make sure nothing's blocking. You know, make, that's the first thing. Breathing is do the mouth to mouth, and then chest. You know, the uh, the beating on the heart thing is the, is right, the last right, thing. Right, right, right. So, all right, I guess, you know, I guess I got my money's worth, if, if that's right. I, 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 we can Google ABC, you know, thing now, and I'm probably practical. completely wrong, right? I think it works. What do you mean by you got your money's worth? Uh, if I remembered ABC, if they said, oh, you, you for know, the class, if you remember you. one thing oh, from this I class, it's that. referring to your daughter. No, yeah. okay. No, I didn't so, yeah, that's pretty traumatic. And what, no, it is. what camp was she at? She was at Point O'Pines. Okay, right. Which is a nice camp. Fuck, man, that would screw me up. It would screw me up, too. You know what? And it's uh, and like, oh, I'm not home. Right. <laughs> like, not right. You know? No, it's, it was, it's, it's affected her, I think. But definitely. she's, but she's definitely, she's definitely sounds psyched to go to UVA. She's so, so psyched. So looking forward to that. Berkus, I, I too. It's like, I still haven't seen the place. Like, I'm go, we're going down like on the 19th. Yeah, we're going no. down on the, on the 18th. We're flying out to LA. How great is that? How Crazy. great is that? Crazy. You know, it's funny seeing it through their eyes because this is, it's such a momentous change. Like your whole world changes when you go to college. Like you know, right. first of all, okay, you don't live in your house. Obviously. All of the friends you've ever had are, are somewhere else, you know. And er you just show up at this different spot. It's a completely you different know what's world. Weird? Just to point this out. Yeah. It has me drinking. I haven't had a drink for a while. Really? I don't know. I guess. Uh, How much of a lag could that possibly be? I guess we're on the uh, it's FCC. Like Thirty seconds seven ago. Seven second. Uh, it's not seven seconds. Okay, let's do something now so we, can, right, hold we on. can time it. There's okay. the cheers. Okay, Alan, wait, I'm like, wait, I didn't see it. Don't mind us, everyone. We're just, we're just, no we're just seeing what our lag speed is. Oh, yeah, well, this is going to be live, so I guess that's a good point. We should not mm -hmm. bore people with our little... Well, we can keep our eyes focused on that. So I, th I think the change into college is, is the most dramatic change in your life, more so than having a kid, more so than getting married. Still hasn't happened. I know, I know. I'm watching. <laughs> you're, like, you're not even paying attention to my, like, uh, my comparison of uh, marriage to going to college. <laughs> <laughs> wow! How does it, what is that like an, an hour? Lag? I think this is the last episode. 
you know what? Uh, all right. No, Let's you're drinking the red wine, and I had a tequila. That's never we haven't done that. No, I know. Like, well, man, we're wearing the clothes that oh, we're wearing yeah, now. I think that's <laughs> a little more obvious. <laughs> that's, that's a giveaway. Oh my I god! Well, I always wear this to the podcast. But this don't is you? this is a very significant lag time for those that are a little bit lost. About what we're talking about the the video stream that we're watching of the podcast is is a lot slower than well, what's going on. If you're watching the live stream, which we know you're not, we're like 15 minutes ahead of you in the future. <laughs> By the way, go bet on number 12, <laughs> <Hey>. 27. <laughs> Put that aqueduct station on right now. Get the trotters. Trotters. The trotters. <laughs> that was always the worst place in the world, OTB, in Manhattan. You walk I in there, just it was always like, viewed that as just slimy, oh. down on themselves. It was Like, if you're going to gamble, that's where you ended up doing it? I, like, come I, on. I don't know. You see the guys with the, like, the, pay, the forms, you know, they have the forms, and they were like, and there was such analysis going on in discussion, and it seemed very scientific. It just happened. Oh, it just happened? Yeah. So what is that, like four minutes, five minutes? It was a good minutes? couple minutes ago. Okay. It's well, anyway, whatever. All right. I guess that's new rules. Well, it's good. If we do something completely out we of hand, s- we can stop it now. Well, we can be, we reconsider it two minutes later and be like, you know what? Let's shut down the video cast for a yeah, second. Yeah, things usually get so out of hand. <laughs> right. Well, every now and then. When Johnny Eunice stops by, you know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to talk to Boog. John Powell is our guest tonight. I am too. Boog is very fundamental in my um, coming to Swago. Because uh, Mike Schnapp, I, you told this story. Well, Schnapp's on my bus and tells me who's going. But the two guys who I was really friendly with that were going were Boog and Jake. And I didn't even know Boog and Jake were friends. Like, I was like, really? Boog and Jake know each other? Like, all right, great. So that was sort of the icing on the cake for me to, to get to Swago. And that's, uh, that's not. When you, I was I'm, just on a golf trip. Let's just switch. <laughs> let's just grind. Switch our gears here for all a right. moment. We'll be right back after this. Okay, mm. no, go ahead. No, I, was just, I don't even know what. Just on a golf trip with the college boys. Mm. We go up to Steve's house and. It's two days, you know. It's a just I have like two trips, mm-hmm. Swago oriented trip and a right. college guys trip. I think as many They're of those things you can get in the, in the life. The, exactly. Right, it was ritualized. Was with okay. this. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad you thunder. got there quickly. Like it's like everyone here who went to Swago knows. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Like, Even if you were listening accidentally. Like, complete surprise. You're still you still listened here. long enough. You have, so, yeah, you know, all right. Maybe a few of your curiosity seekers who went to Swago for a year or two mm. might not apply. But you know what I'm saying. It's just the, the more of that you can get, the better. Those are the best moments in life. And obviously finding a, a, a companion in life. Yeah. You can do that on a daily basis. But old with friends, huge, you, but you can't make new old friends. You know, it's like you, you bet you, <laughs> you sound like such old men. It's live on yours. Is it? Well, because mine is the broadcasting one. Yours is the um, receiving right, you're one. You're at 825. Let me see where this is. Oh, good. Can you good see call. where that is? I don't know. Alan's checking. Alan's curious about the timing on I'm our lag. Pause shows me anything. Yeah. But anyway, you can't make new <laughs> old friends, so, uh, yeah, so, so you should great keep, to have keep the old moments. ones to Thank you for joining us here on the Ski Slope, if you're listening. <laughs> Another we quick appreciate segue. that. We do. We do. We appreciate that, your commitment. Not your commitment, but... Nah, hopefully do. it's not a commitment. Hopefully no. like you're entertained by I it. I wasn't really... I was really men- mentioning we appreciate your... Your dedication. Your dedication to your, the same love that we feel mm-hmm. for those same organizations and same groups that you just came came to know, the people you came to know... And it's only at these couple of places that it, that it happens. Right. 
Right. That's the unique part about it. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't people happen in really Jersey later on in life that went much. down to the shore, and I'm mm-hmm. sure they made their friends. And sure. They had the summer people they saw, and I'm sure they were great friends. And there's something to be said about, about youth being a component of that. Like, somehow or another, that, that, that whether it's situational or something else, it, the opportunity doesn't arise to create friendships on that same level, I think, later on in life. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. And, um, but I think my, my, my core thing is that there are a few places like a camp right to foster those kinds to foster of relationships it, right, i right. mean cuz living in the same town with kids yeah, and just even going down the friends. beach to the shore or whatever mm-hmm. you know that's something and i, I and i respect that mm-hmm. and i'm sure there are great relationships you mean like taking out a house together that kind of thing no i'm i'm more saying like i had a bunch of friends that didn't go to camp Okay. So what would they do? They'd go to the beach for a month. They'd right. go down so to the Jersey Shore. Three other kids that they knew, right? And yeah, and they knew people. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they met lots of people and had great experiences. But it's not the same isolation chamber that we get into in a the camp. camp. That environment is so particular. Right. To, I, think, it, it just I think camp to sort of everything. exercise your parents, like for them not to be part of this um, culture, the society that you're part of. Like you're, you're on your own. Maybe you have an old brother, but that's not really. I mean, chances are he's going to hurt you more than help Sorry. you. You know, so like to not have your parents and to have exactly. to fend for yours, like it, that's so big. That's so big. I think camp yeah. people are just more developed in a way. Yeah, you're forced into you it. Know? I'm a little prejudiced that way, I suppose, because you've 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 grown up quicker. You've had this uh, a way, this awareness in a way about life and how to function with other human beings. That I don't think you get if you don't if you don't do that, and I shouldn't say don't because who knows. I'm going to talk it. about this with Boog and to that. <laughs> I remember saying to John once that one of the things I liked about coming to Swago was that everyone I felt like everyone at camp, like all the Roslyn kids, were smart, mm-hmm. and I felt like the intelligence level was far higher <laughs> at camp than it was in my home. Sure, man, and and. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't true for everyone. Maybe, maybe you all didn't see it that way. But for me, that that I was get that for a you. unique experience. And I'm like, all right, this is good. There's people who I felt were on my intellect as well. You know, it's it's funny because back in those days, thinking of somebody from New Jersey like you were, and you weren't like from like Short Hill. You were from Bridgewater, which a was further out. Yeah, which wasn't was one of the main, the main so, towns. So to me, it was you were kind of like in Boonie Land. Like you were, you were Back almost then, not oh, part yeah. of like a New York City suburban upbringing. It was a little, further out. Was a little further out. Yeah, a little. You weren't commuting to New York City every day from there at that point. Right, right. So I mean, now it's almost as if you were from Ohio. You know, like on today's basis. Like I remember how like the five towns used to seem like they were so far away, and I was I lived in Roslyn, and it was like. Right, that was still now. The that now Chicago is about as far away as the five towns were when I was like fourteen. I get it. You know. Well, we always, you know, one of the things we always say every time we go on our canoe trip. Man, camp is a lot closer to New York City than I remember it. So much closer. It's like the drive. I just went up to Vermont, and you kind of have to go to sixteen, mm-hmm. exit sixteen, and instead of going up Route seventeen, you just go up the the throughway. Yep. But you're. Right. More than half the way there already. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. Well, yeah, that's bad. I know. Well, Common. I'm like more than half well, that's, the way there. Well, Woodbury Common's a funny thing because that's a popular place to go to and do you know your outlet shopping and stuff. And that's basically halfway there. Like you're already you're there. already halfway at Swago if you, if yeah. you hit that place. Yeah, it's not far. It's, it's not at all. It's amazing how close it is. That's why I think like a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm happy. My like, I feel like if you have a house in the suburbs, I don't know how much you need a second house. But if I did, I, like the sort of lake thing in that area works for me excuse me sure i mean i would love oceanfront sure but you know it's expensive shit 
What's going on on your phone, man? Um, I'm looking f- to see my son, Burke. We'll be home around 5. He's our guest tonight. And I want to make sure. We've got Burke and Boog. Burke and Booga. <laughs> we figured we'd put those Boog, two together. Boog we just have them. You always knew Boog was going to succeed. Oh, and in this field, like this was like right. Even know. back then, if you said, "What's he going to be like?" Medical research is that what you know? Yeah. Is that what? Well, what is his field? He uh, cancer research oh, at well, at Johns Hopkins. So you know. Right. Right. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's no got doubt. some he's got some cures in the works. Some some benefit to mankind that's going to pan out in a big way. If it hasn't already, like I, you know. Listen. I, I guess he's pretty talk. been pretty low key. I'm looking forward to. I, he always. I has, really am just looking forward to hearing what he's been up to. Right. Since I've seen him 25, you know, well, I guess you know, like you. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, we, we, it's not like we talk to each other a lot or even email each other every year. Like, he came I have, up to I, your one Rosalind. He, he came up to my house identity. like, like August of 2012. Um, and I hadn't seen him before that since like 1995, maybe 1996, you know, so it's not, it's not like an everyday thing for me, but I love the dude. I mean, I always, you know what? He's like, uh, he, he, you know what it is? He's a, he was a great guy. Right, there was nobody who oh, was a better guy. Right, he's the one really guy, great person, who would win a majoress of, of anybody in our group every like year. A, like he'd be the number one color. If he, had he come back as a second year senior, like well, you were there longer than Boog. And wait, he ha- came back just to first year seniors. Yeah, he, I, that's what I got to talk to him about because we got the story from Feldman. You know how he didn't come back as a second year, but like I'm like, how did John Powell not come back to be a color leader? It does seem odd that you just love camp and then you. Right, it's like, it's like, you know what, eh. it's like, right, you can still go on the team tour the next year, you know, like, I don't understand. You're kind of are a year older, you know what it is? He probably just loved camp to a point. No, I don't think so. Well, Feldman. I don't, I don't think, I mean, Feldman loved it too, I think, because, you know. What was his reason? He was scared to be a color war leader. He said he was oh, a little, yeah, he was a little inhibited right. about, about coming right. back and having, having to do that. He taking spot or something, didn't he No, say no I don't know if it was that. I just felt, he felt like he wasn't up to the task, maybe, of being a leader. Like, it just was, like, an, an intimidating concept to him. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's... it's I, I, respect. I, I respect it, totally. I mean, he's surprising. honest. Surprising. It was surprising. surprising I mean, particularly because it's, like, from a third person in, like, you, like... You were there before, you know, what was he there from, like, 72? And, again, a good I mean, athlete, good, David good guy. David was the first. He was in the trouble. Da- I knew David more older than, you know, longer time than anyone at Camp Swago. Mm-hmm. Right. He was the first Roslyn guy. I mean, just for the fact that he brought the rest of us in, you know. We were I mean, in freshman year. We were together with Henry Cash. Okay. Freshman year. I'm Frosh. thinking it's, like, 1982. 1972. In college. 72. Frosh year. Freshman year. Oh, yeah, baby. It's got to be fun. I mean, I went to Camp Ranger as a seven-year-old, and that's, like, I mean, it's it's got to be so different because there's no continuity. But like that was a um, that was a weird thing. Like I, you know, it's uh, it seems like that seems so long ago and so far back. And I was so, I mean, I don't know if I was so young because I have distinct memories. I don't remember myself being young, but it just seems like it was a diff- whole different era. I mean, I felt like that was like the '60s almost. Like 1972 was like the most '60ish year, I think. <laughs> you know, like the thing you picture, the thing the '60s, like I think was peaking in '72, like the long hair and the hippie kind of arts and, and crafts and the, guy, uh, and the long, long collars on those funky shirts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Here we go again. I'm gonna have a lag thing, but I caught it quick. Oh. I got, I got to keep hitting buttons on my computer. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep on that too. Thanks, man. All right, I guess every 15 minutes or so, or every 16 minutes, but um, or 20, because this thing's been running. People don't give a shit about my timing. So, um, you know, you look back at the era of styles, like the decades mm-hmm. and the style in each decade. Mm-hmm. And, and look, certainly, I, I just have trouble seeing the 70s coming back as being really something people want to dress as. Yeah, yeah. well, they like little influences. Yeah, get motif that. off it, right? But to literally be back in those clothes. Well, here's my, here's my style fashion theory. 
that whatever was like 23 years ago looks the weirdest now. So if it's, what's now? It's 2015, so what was 23 years ago? Like 1992? Like 1992 fashion right now will look the most ridiculous to us. But if you're in the it's year... It's a 15-year lag, I think it's, I think it's like a 23-year lag. I think, okay. it, I think it's, it almost runs in 23-year cycles. That if, if it's like 1988, like, you know, do the math, like 1965 looks, looks ridiculous. You know, it's just this like <laughs> cycling of fashion because if you put on now like um, but like the 50s, Saved by the Bell or Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right. that stuff looks crazy. I mean, you know it looks you know it looks terrible too though. Maybe this is to your point. Seinfeld era. Yeah, no, that's that's we're coming fuck, up on man. that. Looking the terrible, worst. terrible. I can't believe how dated that looks. Like like everyone wore jeans like that. Like that's what jeans look like. But here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like for my entire life, at right. least you know well, since we, I've been like yeah. eighteen or whatever. That 50s and 60s style, that sleekish kind of uh, no, no, by rat pack kind oh, of that, looking the style, the pack, more okay. leaner yeah. suits and a James Bondish feel. Yeah, it was always that's good always look. damn look damn good. Like, mm-hmm. isn't that what Tom Ford is now? With, like that whole Tom Ford suit with the yeah, it's I mean, like that same kind of. You know, I mean, let's face it, Tom Ford's the one who really brought back the whole the whole skinny thing. I mean. Overdid it, like an <laughs> ski slope, getting fashion on. Your ass. That's right. We're metrosexual at Swago. No, just my main point is no, that that the... whole general look has always been appealing to you. It's funny, so, yeah, to me. And I think that, here's here's yeah. something Alan well, said once to, to me. me that that impressed me, and then I noticed it after the fact. He was like, "You know who dresses really well and nobody ever notices?" I'm like, "Who?" He's like, "Oscar Madison." And I was like, what? Because you think Oscar's is like, you know, he's yeah, a slob. He's, no, no, he's, no. he's totally. But watch the odd couple. He's got, he's got some cool his blazers slob, and his, his blazers work with what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. It could be that corduroy <laughs> blazer with patches yeah, on the but elbows. But it's working, you know? it works. And it's almost like I almost feel like I'd love to know if like that was a little bit of a goof in that Oscar's going to be the slob guy. But at the end of the day, if you pay close attention, he's actually got his shit together as far as, he, as, far as style. He's a coordinated yeah, slob. Yeah, he is. He is. He's just a slob look. It's like shabby chic in furniture. Exactly. You know? He's just like a slobbish look. And I think at the end of the day, that's what really attracted Felix Whereas to Whereas Felix, mm-hmm. while proper looking, right, certainly a dresser. No, he, Felix, you can't knock Felix's style either. You know who had the best style ever on wasn't TV? As, <laughs> wasn't as interesting to me as Oscar. Best dressed man ever uh, uh, on television. Who? And hopefully you know this. Okay. It's, okay. okay. Wait, the best dressed man ever, ever on, on television. television. There's no way. If you get this, like, I'll, I'll fucking pay you $1,000. What, what era is it? For? At least give it's, me that. How's this? It's a show our kids watched. It's a show our kids watched. Mm-hmm. The best dressed guy. I'm going to let And people, you can go to YouTube, and there's no way I'm wrong about this. You can check it out because the show's not on the air anymore. Tell me, Mr. Mobley from uh, I don't even know who that is. Oh, from the what was those? What were those kids? Uh, the the blonde head kids that lived in a hotel. <laughs> you still, you still got me. My kids are. <laughs> oh, really? You're me, kidding me? I, I, I can't remember who they are. Hold on, I'll tell you because I'm looking this up because I've never. Mr. Mobley. There he is. This guy, the black man the that black runs guy? the hotel at for for those kids. No, that's not him. <laughs> that's the Florida appellate court bailiff. It's Gabriel Mobley. Uh, we got to get it. We, I wish and, I could show up on the, our video. And too. a friend who were viciously attacked by two men. No. Oh, shit. What's the name of the blonde oh, twins? When you see Mr. Mobley walk by with fresh sneaks. My, right, that's not him either, man. Oh, hey, Alan's not going N-word on us. Hang on a second. Let me, let me Google. Is it right? Spelled M-O-B-L-E-Y. What, what's the show with the twins, blonde hair, living in Boston Hotel? 
You see how good Google is? See how good you are. Nope. Ca- Carrie Martin. <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe this is it. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Google. Okay. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Let me see. Because maybe Mr. Mobley is not his name. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Sweet Life is... But this it, it, black guy? That's him, man. That dude, every fucking episode, he's got it going on. Let me take a look here, though. He no, looks I'm like a double-breasted kind of no, guy. No, 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 no. I think he's single-breasted. But Nothing he's like, wrong with that. But he, if you're he can, but if he can you're do the, He does like the colored shirt pocket thing and with the tie. Like he, he pulls yeah. it off because that's a hard thing to do. I, I really don't know that show. Shirt. I have to say, I never watched that show. And Burke never, to my knowledge, I don't think you watched that show. All right. Well, ask him if he did, and ask him what he thought of. Uh, was am I right about his name though, Mr. Mobley? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Wait. Let me see. Uh, series overview. <laughs> this is interesting stuff for you listeners out there, right? Right. You all want, you know Zach and Cody. So you, the best you see him as the best dressed guy on television. Who's the worst? Mister Mo, Mister Mosby. 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 And the it was, it's Phil Lewis with two L's on Phil who played him. Listen, you're Phil Lewis, and it doesn't stand out. Let's let's slap a second L on that first <laughs> name. You some more style. People going always on. got this guy's got a second L on his name. He doesn't need it, man. His suits look good enough. Skip that, <laughs> skip that second L. All right. Uh, so who's the worst dressed guy? Worst dressed guy on television. But you know, it's going to be purposely worst dressed. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's the, maybe not. I, I can't. Nobody's coming to mind. I always get a kick out of uh, we're watching. Cindy and I are into this show called Power. It's on Stars. It's good. I don't know. It's about some drug dealer, you know, who's a awesome, you know, living the life kind of drug dealer, mm. and and I'm always, I always get a kick out of how they turn that that mobster drug dealer guy into the sharpest dress dressers <laughs> right, now. Right, right, right. It's like he's getting <laughs> right. his Brioni suits. <laughs> right. He just looks great in it, and he's like working out. You know, he and has like has like two percent body fat. He looks like he could be a, an actor as a right. matter of fact. And then you see El Chapo or whatever his fucking name is. And El like, Chapo. Oh. <laughs> How crazy was that? I love it, man. El I mean, Chapo. like everyone had to be in on that. Come on. Like, Whoa, <laughs> he just had a tunnel available to him? The <laughs> best. With like a motorized track or whatever. Yeah, like he had a, a bird. Someone gave him a dove to fucking fly in there to see if the air was okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, man. I have to tell you, speaking of real life yeah. being reality, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see what Donald Trump said every day. I know. It's the most entertaining thing. It's insane. And and I will say this, just talking about our political sure. our p- political system. It's nice to see somebody saying what he really thinks. Yeah, I, I well, mean, I, I think forget what he's saying. Like, I don't whatever. even think it's what he really thinks. I think it's the passion by which he says it, and and the sort of disconnect with like any other sort of um, niceties that have to be involved in he it. He feels no obligation, obligation whatsoever to anybody to be courteous to anybody to, and, and to have social grace. And in a, and I think that's what turns people on. I think the fact that he's not beholden to anyone mm-hmm. um, is the turn on. I think if I think if Scott Walker started talking like this. He can't though. But he can't be, he because can't. he's still like, he, is that an act? Because he's that not worth four billion or ten billion, whatever it is. He's not. He's not this big, bold, bigger than life. Well, I think even I mean I think he could, that. but if he but even if he did it and did it ah, in, in a great way. Look what way, like when Mike Huckabee's doing it. He looks like an ass. He looks like an ass. He looks like an ass. Obama well, well, he's not good the, at it. I mean, I'm saying that uh, even yeah. if somebody was just the best at it, you got like Robert De Niro doing it. You know, you get, just got a great actor doing it. You're still going to be scratching your head, being like, well, but this guy is been in politics for a long long time and this is uh, is this an act or it's not an act and i I think and i think trump's thing is an act too but the fact that it's an act that's not 
coming out of some beholdenness to, to some group or some it's entity. It's purely what he wants it to be on his own. Yeah, but what do you think his intentions are? I mean, I think, I think he's a little surprised because I, I, I tend to agree that he does this as a matter of his own publicity. Like, what a, what a great way to market because this whole thing, business-wise, has always been about marketing the Trump name. And what better way? What, what better free advertising is it than to run for president? My you know? first thought And was, now I think he's a little bit like, whoa, I'm fucking winning? Like, well, I agree a little bit. I agree with that. I don't think he'd think it was going to go this far. Mm-hmm. I think he thought Well, it hasn't gone really far, but, but this sort of this early peak. This thing. early peak. I don't mm-hmm. think he think thought that would have happened. But I made this comment on Facebook, like, you know, because he's so annoying. Like, wouldn't it be great if his, he, like, really overplayed his hands here and his whole empire falls because he really right. pisses everybody off? Right. I don't think I think it's exactly the opposite. I think this guy could now I've oh, changed my it. opinion. Right. He could now go write a contract for a X hundred million, maybe billion dollar reality show or he's just Absolutely. elevated his his brand his pomposity. Which, <laughs> which has been his thing all along. Well it's been that's that's been his MO the whole time. So for me this is another step in that in that process. It's amazing. Do you think that that was Contrived? Do you well, think that that was thought I, out? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'd love to sort of get him on truth serum and sit him down and be like, "Can you believe you're winning?" And him being like, "I know. Like, like I wasn't expecting this, but now, now, what do I do? Do I do I become? Do I really try to become the president of the United States?" What would happen if he a won the Republican nomination? Okay. And more importantly, b <laughs> what would happen if he if he actually won for president? He'd be reined in. I don't think he'd he be would. So I think he'd bail if he ever thought it really was going to happen. I don't think he wants to be president. Um, I don't know though. I no, really I think I, th- I I could see him taking the power. I think trip. he started out with this. As he being could be like the most powerful man in the world. If he, right. His you know mind. what? The people want me to do this. Right. Um, fuck it. You know what? This is. I'm going to be legendary. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be the most beautiful wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if that's the case, like maybe it gets a little scary then because now like the megalomania becomes so huge. You know, I think that there's I hope to think that there's a certain level of constraints from which you cannot go um, beyond. Yes, there is. There's a, you know, and there are. There like, are. I mean, just regardless our constitutional the, system, the, yeah. the, the, the bickering about the, you know, about whoever from the left against the right president. Right. Right. Le- regardless of all of that, of people crossing lines, I don't think you can really cross that line in a major way. Do I think you can bump up against it and play around with it? They all do. I right. Think. But cross it. Well, where particularly you go Trump. Way over it, right? Cause no, because like, no. like if let's say Trump becomes president tomorrow, right? Like th- as, as things exist right now. Just saying to hit that, just in case. Oh, okay. Wh- which one? Ah, uh, nothing. Just okay. In case it doesn't go off, just hit a key. Oh, oh, my key. Okay, thank you. You're right. First, going to be home in one minute. Or oh, okay, so so, uh, so we'll pause up. I'll finish up this thought. And we'll, yeah. we'll take a break. Yeah. Um, shit. What was my thought? Oh, so if he's president right now, like the Republicans don't like him, right? Democrats aren't going to work with him. So he'd be like, what? What could he get done? It, he'd almost, it would almost be this ridiculous system where it would be depending I'm not, on Congress. I'm not, sure I'm not sure you're right about that. You don't think so? First of all, let's Burke's on now. Let's take a, let's take okay, a break. We'll pick, it, pick it up there with how effective Trump would be tomorrow. Yeah, cool. Okay. Bye. Well, there we are. Audacity's lab. I always go to Audacity first. Uh, and now here we go, right? We are hopefully done. Let's check. After four minutes, we should we should be shown. No, it came when I went full screen. It was real. Okay, uh, okay. 
Hey, you looking for a new car? Call Bayside Hyundai. Bayside Hyundai. 718-279-1818. That's credit, 718 no 718-279-1818. No credit, no problem. Everyone's got credit at Bayside Hyundai. You got a job, you get a car. <laughs> I'd like to thank Bayside Hyundai for being a sponsor. What if What's there's happening? a Bayside Hyundai? I'm sure there's a Bayside. Not, not, I, I can assure oh, you wait. there's a Bayside Hyundai. The chances there isn't a Bayside Hyundai are slim. Hmm. Alan and I discussed. Back. Oh, there we are. How come my thing says, please wait? Flying. People are watching it. I don't like that, though. So we're definitely on? We're definitely on. Okay. That's weird, though. It's not, it's not giving me like any sort of a countdown, but all right, fuck it. Let's roll. So here's the thing. Give it to me, man. Trump's not a stupid guy, obviously. He's not a stupid individual. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> he hasn't versed himself in any of the, of, the, of the issues, so I don't know. I mean, he may be a dumb he guy. He hasn't because he, he, he has... Is that part of his allure? No. <laughs> he hasn't simply because he hasn't had the opportunity to focus, to delve deep into them, to try and really tell you what he, he believes. Uh, come on, you can, you can be studying some stuff up on, and, and get better answers on these. He's just, it's all, it's all cliche stuff. Here's all I'm saying. Yeah. He, through the years, has supported Democrat. I don't even know if he's a Republican. No, they say he's okay. voted Democrat, he's given money to Hillary. He's exactly. So if by some craziness mm-hmm. he became president, I think he'd become practical. All right. I think he'd have to. I think he'd have no choice. And well, I think that's so, why he will not be president. It could well, be sort of how Schwarzenegger worked out in California in a way, right? Exactly. He yeah. ended up turning out like he's... Right, he became the guy that was sort of, all right, I'll moderate between the Democrats and the Republicans. Maybe that's his move. Maybe he is brilliant. He's a brilliant politician, and this is his, he knows this is his time. That'd be weird. Just but I don't know. I also think, though, he's, it's, like, it's like Trump against like 15 other... Republican clowns. candidates. <laughs> well, clowns. They're not all clowns. How dare, not you? Fair. How dare you? No, no so, I don't um, think they are all clowns. But I think, you know, if it's Trump versus, and then it's the only people left are Marco Rubio and Scott Walker, like all right. of a sudden the dynamic changes because now it's like, you know, it's not Trump versus a whole bunch of other Republican politicians. It's but Trump there's other versus people to look two at, other right. actual specific That's individuals. That's right. Now it's, now it's this guy who's a, a celebrity, uh, like sort of, he's you know, a figure. Is he the most famous man, like in the country now, Trump? I mean, you, you don't really look at it that way, but I guess he guess he's you know. I mean, I guess Obama is you know. Nobody gets more press than than Trump, right? Trump is there any by, athlete? By is there any athlete no, that that's on that level, like LeBron James? No, not. I mean, especially. You think Trump is bigger than LeBron? Do I think Trump is bigger? Than I think he is. Yes, I think he, right now he is. I don't think he was. Now he is. He just cracks me up. He's at doing whatever one of the speeches like. He's he's knocking Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. He'd never be successful in the in the private world. Not like all of you people, rich people. It's like just, <laughs> really, really, your whole crowd's a bunch of rich people. It looks like a bunch of old white you people. Y'all, y'all got to work every day. Come on, ninety five, <laughs> raking it in. Not like Lindsey. Lindsey he, Lindsey Graham. Like what? What does he think though? Running uh, for president? Like what does he? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. He's like you didn't. You don't have John McCain. I'm gonna give you me. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I, you know what? I, I guess his thing is I, I'll be the sort of moderate guy that comes out of all this. What do you like, think about Bernie? Bernie Sanders is an interesting thing. I, it I, is I think. I, well, I, I think. Listen, I think the fact that there's somebody, anybody, running against Hillary, mm-hmm. that's 
that's a lot of positivity in your camp to go. Yeah, but had he not shown up, it's not like one of the other people would have been getting yes, it would have. Yes, really? if anybody else would have run. I mean, this O'Malley guy, I guess, has been. You running. think he would have gotten all this? Attention no, I don't think he. Uh, well, yeah, no, uh, yes, I do. I think if there was one other candidate, and they had something that was interesting about them, like the fact that Bernie Sanders is a socialist, you know, aside from what the political ramifications are from that, I think it just makes him like like. There's an appeal. There's, there's an, an appeal. There's uniqueness allure, to him. Right? Like the way Obama was an African American, there's uniqueness. Hillary's a woman, there's, there's uniqueness. Um, I, I, I you want to know why? I, he actually, I can't stand Hillary Clinton just for a multitude of reasons. There's no way. She's I'm not even president. saying that, right, that, I got that, I, that her policies might not line up. You don't even go that far. Forgetting all that. Right. I, don't, I don't even need to go that far. I can't stand her. And I don't think she's going to be president. Well, as someone who she's the most Washington person ever, and she's casting herself uh, as like this outsider who's going to. Uh, I really know, would like Joe Biden America. to jump in. And That's what up. I said. I really would. I'd the betting really, odds on that for him becoming he's, he's president, like twenty five, thirty three to one. I'm I like, That's such it, a good especially bet, especially with what just happened with to his son. To his son. I, I mean, said the same thing. I would love to see him jump in. He's another one who speaks his mind. As a politician, he's not Trump, obviously. He does. But he does. He says things. He says, he you does. know. I mean, of all the Democrats, Biden's probably the one I would be most comfortable with, to be honest with you. Like, um, yeah, I agree. I everybody think he's committed else to the military. Me. I think he's practical. Mm-hmm. I, think he's, uh, I think he's a very bright guy. There's no doubt about that. He's like a very smart guy. I don't know about that. You don't think he's smart? <laughs> I don't know if he's that smart. Uh, I, smart I don't know if he's that smart. I mean, I think he's been around. I mean, I think he's okay. got tons <laughs> of experience. Fair you know, enough. I think he's bright about... I think he has a strong working knowledge of international policy and and and, and who the leaders are, and he's just right. been at it so right. long. Right. Yeah. Okay. Is he the most intellectually creative guy? Probably not. No, but on paper, I mean, you know, and everyone's like Hillary, 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 and like it's kind of weird that like all these feminists think that it would be a fantastic thing for the first woman president to have been previously the first lady. Like to me, that that's, that's such a defeating is, thing. I've for never feminism. heard that actually. That seems meaningless to me. Does it that the fact that your entree into the position is not based on your own sort of climbing the ladder and getting there? It's based on the fact that you were married to a previous president and springboarded off of that. Like to me, that's like that's that's so counter to what feminism is about. I agree with that. I mean, you know, if that, but I don't know if I characterize it exactly that way. Um, she certainly has done her own thing. She's done her own thing. Why? Subsequent to Let's being have- first lady. Uh, she was part, from she New was, York. Stayed, uh, subsequent to being the first lady. Yeah, su- yeah, subsequent. I, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. No, no, no doubt I mean, she was a partner that. in an Arkansas law firm. Okay. All right. No disrespect, but like that doesn't make you, you know, president ready by any means. I have to say, she's. it's hard to say anything other than she was a average or worse secretary of state. What did she really accomplish? She didn't accomplish anything. I guess. You know, and the thing with the email server... Like, that's like just, that's just how how does that happen? That's just hubris, to be honest with me. I don't think there's but anything there. But but it's uh, but it's hubris, and it's also the fact like that you would do that is beyond. But I also lose faith in like the system that our Secretary of State. It, it's just permissible that I'm going to have my own server. Like we've talked about this on another episode. I think right. that I'm just going to use my own server. It's not even going to be like .gov. It's going to be it's and it's my own private one. There's no 
you I don't can't get the information. It, my guess would be the administration <laughs> didn't know that. Knew she was working off her how own they email not, address. How they not know it? it well, you like, don't know it's her own server. Like you would know if I set it up. Yeah, Alan at AlanPearlstein. I wouldn't know that. that but, server. but again, if we were working at the same company, if we're working at XYZ Inc. and like, hey, you know, I would expect to receive emails and send emails to you at XYZ Inc. If I'm selling, sending You're them to be Clinton, emails to Alan at AlanPearlstein.com. That's that's everybody knew that. Yeah, but that but that's what I don't understand. Like, how does that? How is that okay? How's Why that, was that how's option that okay? available? Yeah, how, how's that an option? It, ha- it Well, it's only been recent that it's not an option. I mean, because email's not... Email's relatively you're recent. You're the Secretary of State. You're not going to use the officially assigned Secretary of State email? That's insane. Does Barack Obama... I mean, maybe he has a Gmail account for just bullshit with his kids, but like for official... Well, what did her email account say? Nobody knows because she. Well, everyone, anyone who got an email from her says, said. Oh no! It said Clinton. It said Hillary. H- Clinton. Hillary. She had a number of like prefixes. Right. Or but H- then it was always C- at, at Clinton. I think it was at Clinton. Clinton.org or Clinton.com. Oh, Clinton.org. Whatever. One of the two. Clinton. Her own thing. And so it's like to me, it's like yes, it's hubris on her part, but but the failure of the whole system is that it was even allowed. Is that wait, nobody said, hey, you know what? Is this cool? Like so that she can use something like that? Like to me, that's. It's beyond it's me funky. that she like just given. Given their track record and their lack of trustworthiness, I know it's like that they went out of their way to do it. It's like <laughs> and the foundation, like not being. As, I mean, you think it's like okay, it's charity work, and it's not like so little uh, of those funds. So charity. politically it's just, motivated it's charity just, it's stuff. It's just a money I machine. Agree. I don't like the the two of them. No, they got to get away. But yeah, but they've gotten. But but away. it's almost like I understand the hubris because they've gotten away with it. Like they've been like exactly. Bill's. He's beloved. I mean, here's a guy. And, and this is when I sort of turned politically. It was when Clinton and the Lewinsky thing broke. Because I was just like, not to be a, a super moralist, but like, you know, here's the thing that like any executive in a company, if he, he was doing what right. he was doing Spence with an intern in the company. Secretary was 20, yeah. Forget 22. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 20, just, I think she was. Just 32. Like, even, even, right. even if you're four, four, just right. having sex with the secretary. Right. And it's in the Oval Office. And it's just, um, you know, I, like I lose a lot of respect for you on that. But to do it the way he did it was so just like, what, what are you, 12? And, and, you know, like you can't control your urges that way. And this is what it is. And it's a 20 well, year old yes, intern the answer to you. It's, yeah. You know, like I'm 51 now. Like the thought of like a 20 year old girl is just it's, it's my it's my kids. You know, it's like it's just ridiculous. Well, yeah. So disgusting. So Great. that turned me because everyone was just like, well, everyone lies about sex. And it wasn't even about that. Nah, it's nah, just nah, about nah, it's bigger than that. Yeah. This like the moral repugnance because I'm, you know, I'm high and mighty, man. <laughs> <laughs> even that's many who don't take who don't deserve the, the moral high ground on subjects like that have the right to say that that's disgusting. I know, like it's I know. Like, you know but it's then you lose absurd. faith too because like then those people who say it's disgusting are caught six months later you know, doing the same thing. And you're just like, holy shit, is everybody this way? What I'm amazed about over the last, I don't know, handful of years is the complete lack of fear of being called out for what you say. People will just, the politicians will just say whatever they want to say, knowing full well they're not saying the facts. Oh, yeah. And they just could not care. They won't, uh, they won't let them back on the show if they, if they do that. If, if they, they won't come back on the show if so Chuck don't come, Todd so, so don't come back, so don't come back press, on the show. Press, so don't press. come back on the show. Press. It's, 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 it's theater to ask a question and they go on, and well, I think before we get to that subjects. point, they give a four-minute like dissertation on and some shit that they prepared and they, they don't answer the questions. Like, what, what, what kind of fucking... Get, getting back <laughs> to my original point about Trump. About Trump. That he'll, right. He'll just... He's not playing that kabuki no, theater. No, he's thing. not playing that theater. He's, he may not have 
a really great knowledge of the policy. <laughs> doesn't, seem, doesn't seem like he does. He has no knowledge of anything. Doesn't seem like he has any knowledge. Like he doesn't have enough knowledge to actually no, he's take. Just a, a bunch of just taglines. He's like, we're gonna build a wall, and I'm listen. I'm I'm all for that. Like I'm 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 pro wall, but like you know, shit, articulate some some fucking facts and stuff behind it. Like con- try to convince people, try to lead that you know that that's you know here's why I believe this. Here's why it's gonna be good. Not just like. You know, and then he's got to come back, and he's like, and it's and so Trump to be like, oh, I love the Mexican people. I think they're great people. I've always yeah, loved. Like, like that's, that's you know how many Mexicans, wealthy Mexicans, have bought apartments. In my Trump building? is like my dad running for president. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's sort of no, like, no, you know, no, no, but he would be the same way. He'd be like, oh, okay, they like, uh, like fucking your dad's running for. President. I know, yeah, uh, he's, he's like, got it. Like, dad, you got to brush up on on what's going on in the Middle nah, East. Oh, fuck, fuck them. You know, say what I think. All right, good, good. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot from the hip. Exactly. Oh, it's oh. amazing. Mm. It's deteriorated though. Has it at an exponential rate? I feel like it has. Uh, you know, I think we, I think we lose sense of the fact that because there's like social media and things get so just no. bumped. You know, things just get did, bumped. Speaking of which, did you happen to see um, today uh, before you got here? There were this cop, a University of Cincinnati cop, is going to be tried for murder because he killed some. Some some black guy in his car. He just shot him as he's pulled him over for a routine violation. He didn't have a front. And uh, shot him. Yeah, just took out his gun and shot him. Really? You didn't see it, so no, I didn't. But it was really in- the no. DA came on. He's like, it's not even. A, it's not even a, the DA. It happened. Uh, the DA is like, he's convicted for murder. We're going after him. This is one of the most heinous things I've ever seen. Right. Was there a, was there a camera on the yes, on the cop? Camera had it on. <laughs> oh my god. This is, this is what I'm getting at. I, I wish you would have seen it because I'm sure I will. But you will later tonight. Right. I'm like I'm watching the 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 cam, and they're like, and they they're not describing it for some reason. No one wants to like put their words to it, but the you don't. It's clear. And then I'm like, I don't see him pull the gun and just shoot him in one second, which is what they're saying happened. And mm-hmm. I don't see it on the video. Oh, they don't show you that. No, they show it, but it doesn't. It's blah. It's okay. It's a little static. Yeah, yeah. Not static. It's more just like erratic movements right right <laughs> and i was just curious if you saw it because i was trying to before you got here i'm trying to rewatch it to go well where's the the they were certain that he just pulled the right there's no question well there really isn't for other reasons okay like, other people saw like there's no <laughs> okay. fight he just the guy just pulled his gun out and shot him in the head that's insane a cop Ugh, and he's so like awful. i really don't think the university of cincinnati needs to have a police force no, I, like he's I, like. I think uh, the the Cincinnati police can handle it. I, 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 just, I so agree with that. Yeah, like that whole too. thing with like universities and rape and like like why is the university even involved? Like like to a certain degree, isn't that like criminal matter that should be going to? Yeah, the well, what is like, there? What? Some bubble around a university that doesn't apply it, to the regular laws? No, I, I agree. And I get like, listen, at Indiana we had the Indiana because you know they, well, we had they, them they, too. They, we had the Brandeis yeah, cops. They just know. patrol around, and that's fine. Yeah, that's, but that's, but that's, if something serious goes down, with all due respect, that's just the night watchman of Brandeis. Basically, it's a real night watchman. That's you just know, a night watchman. That's, that's not a cop. We were totally groomed for that. It was like, all right, you guys are night watchmen, aren't you? I gotcha. You just keep the raids away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if you know, but if a murder goes down, like, a, can you please call in the I'm Boston call, cops, right, right, or the Galilee police force should be like, there was a guy like actually one of the guys I played basketball with ended up as a, now a Brandeis cop. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. He played hoops at Brandeis, and now he's a cop at Brandeis? Yeah, interesting progression. You know, he's just like telling anyone to listen. Hey. Dougie Dean, that was the guy's name. Everyone Dougie, Dean. Dougie Dean. You I know, everyone that. has a short, stout, uh, the glasses on, a looking cop who's taking it a little too seriously. That's Dougie Dean? That's Dougie Dean. Dougie Dean. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that game against Amherst, motherfucker <laughs> lit it up. 
<laughs> oh no 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 that Dougie Dean wasn't the guy he who wasn't was lining up me. Right. no that was uh, I forget his name that was Salucci Salucci we were talking about this yesterday my coach at, at Brandeis I don't think I've ever talked about this but he was a, a Celtic well, you, know, you haven't talked about it on the podcast but yeah, yeah. it's a great it's great stuff he was a, a, uh, played for the Boston Celtics in the 50s he has a, a number of interesting things about him first off he's the only person who was ever an all-American at two different universities. He played for oh. Kentucky for Adolph That's Rupp. Cool. Did he? And, won, and was a, a, a first-team or whatever All-American. Went to the war, came back, and went to Michigan State. <laughs> it's funny State. that Adolph Rupp, like disciple, becomes the coach of Brandeis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a kind, yeah, of, kind, yeah, kind of cool, I guess, or yeah, weird, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And then he went to Michigan State after the war and was a, um, uh, an All-American. Went to play at Boston. Went for, he played at Sheboygan and then Syracuse, you know, in that other league. <laughs> right, right. And, and then Syracuse. But American ended, Basketball ended, League. Ended up on the uh, Celtics, and his role was fairly straightforward. Bang anyone who's getting near Bob Cousy. Okay. Like in the mid-50s. He was sort of a goon, right? A bit of a goon. The picture in the Celtics yearbook is of, is of Bob Branham standing like with each hand, like holding two people up in, in each one hand. <laughs> that's, his, that's his move. Yeah, like that he's just this powerhouse. Everybody anyway, like, sweet, frankly, sweetest man you could, you could ever meet. Was he? Spoke. Yeah, All really right. nice, right. like sweet guy. But it was kind of clueless. Like, I hate to say that he's passed away. And he's, he just didn't understand the X's and O's of basketball. Like oh, really? He, and, he, and he was just a funny guy. And, and, and so what was his basketball philosophy? Like, just be tough? He, he, he would, okay. He literally, you said Paul Salucci. That's what made me. Right, right. 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 That's, what, that's what made me think about it. He once, he would go, he, he, would, he, he yelled, Salucci, get in the game. And go do your black moves. <laughs> That's what he said once. <laughs> you know, it could have been worse. He was an Adolf Rupp disciple again. We it could have been, been this, a lot worse. We were talking about him this weekend. And Steve Weiss just mentioned, have you ever been to Montpelier, Vermont? And I'm like, yes, I have. And as a matter of fact, I was with Bob Branham. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. So <laughs> His first faux pas was, was to go to the one black kid on the team. He's like, Stanley, come on up with me to go have some Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I'm like, Coach, I like chicken. I'll go with you. We go up to the you Kentucky. You did that? You yeah, said that? Well, You're, you're like, you're like the Martin lines. Luther King of Brandeis, man. No, like Stanley came too, I think. Oh. Like, I was like, fuck <laughs> that, Stanley man. chicken also. That is good chicken. But we get to the like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's closed. <laughs> and he's rapping on the door. Hey, open up. Open up. Open up. Oh, that kind of rapping. Yeah, and well. Hitting his fist on got the door. Anyway, and he gets the, uh, he just convinces the guy to sell him the leftover fried chicken. This is Bob or Stanley? No, oh. Bob Radham. He's just a funny <laughs> character, but it was all genuine and nice. Yeah, and no, no, right. All from, good the, old boy. from the heart. Those a good people, old boy. I say, like, man, those guys, like the Southern guys, have such flavor to them. You know what I mean? Like, they're such a. Like, yeah, in, in a. In a in a, in a politically correct world, some of the things he says oh, are not okay. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's not meant for. It's a not bad meant for the like, like no. he'll be the nicest guy. He'll be the first person to like because they're they're more segregated than we are. And he happened to also be the the golf coach at Brandeis. <laughs> he was the basketball coach and the golf club coach. It was not oh, okay. a serious thing. And well, whatever it was a club. And uh, anybody my brother, I know was anybody I know on the golf team? My brother Omar, who also went there. Oh. And and Bob Branham, my brother told us this would say. When it's breezy, swing easy. <laughs> that's right. I remember this. <laughs> and every time we play golf and there's a wind, like that's the only. <laughs> that's the one, that's the wisdom. Like he was a basketball coach, but you've taken away his one thing. When it's golf breezy, wisdom. swing easy. Yeah. There you go. Fucking fun. ABC. Shit. Air breathing and circulation. So it's five thirty, mm. and uh, we are. Ex are we just? 
I'm going to be expecting a call Boog, from Jonathan. Boogs, Boogs should be calling into my phone. We'll, we'll see it light so. up. We'll just keep doing our thing. But, ex- you know, I am going to go uh, just add a little apothic red to right. my glass. Wow. So, Alan, um, entertain our listeners I for shall. a second. I shall be right back. I shall. Jesus, there's a lot of pressure right now. Right? <laughs> I don't have anyone to talk to. I feel like I'm just talking to the world. Um, very excited to see my son go off to college. We were speaking about that earlier. I'm just going to go repeat a subject. Oh, you're back up. And there's oh. Boog saving our ass. Yeah, there you go. I love the outline of the fake man that they put on these phones. Right? Boog. Boog. Johnny. Hello. Is, is this comedians in cars drinking coffee? This is it. I think you've reached the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Nothing much. How are you guys doing? We're great. We're just going right in and live. Yeah, you're live. You're, you're live, you're, Booga. You know, you're live like on livestream.com. I think we have two listeners right now. But, you know, you're being recorded too. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the deal. So, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's actually my honor to be asked to be on this show. Come on, you're Boog. Hey, you know what? Here's the first question we got to ask you because I, I was perplexed by this. How come you didn't come back to be a color war leader? Like, you were so... Yeah, you were, I mean, you were a lock. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's your answer. <laughs> ah, another right, thanks for joining us. What, tonight, well, what did you do that year? I think that year, actually, I think my family went to Israel. That can live with that no, answer. No, that doesn't work for me. Did you not, have, did you not feel the, the pull to be a color world leader? I did, actually. So it was a tough decision not to come, but, uh, I, you know... Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, you don't remember it being I mean, like the a, truth is, the truth is, I was shafted for uh, providing alcohol to Evan Zucker. So <laughs> now you know. Okay. It wasn't Moose. It was Boog. It was really Boog who went out with this fake over, ID. Over all the years. You were you were you were there for that, right? The whole uh, Southern Comfort. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I totally forgot about that though, because Evan Zucker was a pretty laid back guy. Yeah. He no, he's like a, he was a troublemaker. Exactly. He just can handle his liquor. But it was it was as if he took LSD, right? He was like freaking out. It was like one of those like bad like '60s like Quinn Martin production things where somebody has a bad LSD trip. Right, you know, it's like the, when they do an infomercial on the um, on like the danger of drinking too much, right? <laughs> right, but this was almost taking too much. This wasn't even drinking too much because drinking too much you just pass out, right? He was you know, so hallucinate. he was hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where it was it was a little scary. So what's what's your memories of of Swago, Johnny? Break into it. How, well, you know what? Start with this. How'd you get to Swago? Like, what was your sort of entree in there? I, I assume it was Feldman, but but break it down. Yeah, it was Feldman. You know, Feldman was the entree into uh, Swago. I remember, you know, Feldman's mother was a student in uh, Dave Bloom. Uh, Dave Blumstein. Um, how dare you not remember Blumstein, the name? Blumstein. <laughs> he was a math teacher, and right? So, uh, so I think David's mother actually was a student of his. Really? I didn't know that. So that I didn't know that either. And I, think, and I think we've heard that connection, though, from, from other people. There's at least two other people where that was a, a thing, where, like, Dave Blumstein was their parents' math teacher. Well, he was a teacher at, like, a very popular sort of like Erasmus. middle class. Well, oh, he was Erasmus? I, I thought was he was, Erasmus. like, James Madison. Or, oh, I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. I'm sorry. And that was kind of like a... An, a middle, upper middle class Jewish area in Brooklyn. So it, it, it makes sense that you had a lot of, you know, eventual Swago white people. So did Dave just say to you, like, on Woodland Road one day, like, you should come to Swago? No, he was, 
he was going. He was committed. He went. He went when he was really young, like seventy-two. You when you were very young, too, I did. Right? Like in the Frosh or something like that. He and I started together in nineteen seventy-two in the Frosh. Yeah. So really he went young. and came back and uh, told us how great it was. So that's how I got started. Right. And you started when seventy-five, right? Uh, I don't remember. You got to ask Jake. <laughs> and, you know what? He was on here, and the things like he remembers—he's an elephant, man. It's crazy because like you ha- like you don't have a memory of it, but then he brings it up, and it's like it lights a neuron up in your brain, and you're just like, "Holy shit! I haven't thought about that in 35 years." But it's like it's right on the mark, you know. You don't even question him. Do you remember being a Soph? Yeah, I, I actually Soph was a was a crazy year because we had like three or four counselors in a row. Really? Was and he with they you? Were kicked, they were like kicked out and then uh, and, or quit. And then we ended up with this guy, Becker or something. I can't Michael remember. Becker. No, we had Jimmy Becker in the Jimmy Eagles. Jimmy Becker. But that was Jimmy the Eagles. Becker. That was the Eagles. That was the Eagles. I yeah, can't but that was remember, one year later. Yeah, actually, so Merstein was there that year. Do you remember Merstein? Of course. Yeah, 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 of yeah. course. He was there from like and, uh, cadets to inters or so, or rangers. And so in sophomore year, the soph, we had this counselor who um, played the trumpet, actually. Oh. And then he was, so this is, I mean, this is the reality. He was this African-American guy, so obviously there weren't that many. And the guy, the waterfront, uh, the waterfront guy, like, you know, it wasn't the, the, the guy that we had for the years on. That guy was John Hartman. Guy. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy before him who was like a real asshole. Hawkeye. Uh, I remember British guy. You remember? Was he, he British? British? No, no, no. It wasn't a British guy. It was like you know, just a guy who thought he was like really great. And uh, and I remember this. And he said something really racist to this guy. And of all people, the person that really you know spoke up and defended him. Here we were little kids. Was Andrew Mercy? All right. Who, you know, like so. These are the things that I remember. But anyway, it t- turns out to be too unbearable for the guy. Not we weren't bad or anything. I guess you know the other I don't know I don't know. You know, the guy left. And then we had a guy who The black the black guy left? Yeah. And then maybe I'm confusing it, but we had a guy who like he informed us that he um checked his gun at the office. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know he had like he came with like a shotgun or something. He said, but don't worry, I checked it at the office. Carrying conceal in Pennsylvania sir. I don't know. He was, like, he was like from a motorcycle gang or something like that. I have no idea how wow. he got the job. He lasted two days, and then um, and then uh, and then finally we ended up with whoever we ended up with. Do you, remember. Howie? Were you there ever when when Boog was not there? Um, well, Boog was there in '75. I started in '76. So he started okay. a year before me, and then he left in '79 and '80. You know, we were um, second seniors, and then but not, you know, and then waiters and counselors. Right? But. No, I meant before. Right? right. Okay. So, right. so, one so year, John yeah. John has a one year head start on me. And you were Eagles. We were Eagles. So I came in in the Eagles. Was the '75 bunk? Was that also like a Roslyn oriented thing? Was it like you and Jake and Feldman and Merstein? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was weird how we were all like, we had a bunk that was all like one town of guys. Like we'd have our like Roslyn windbreakers and we, we wouldn't wear them in Roslyn. We'd wear them at Swega. I don't really remember okay. soft year. Like I jumped from, I caught, I'm a year younger than you guys and I caught up. I went from middies to softs. I skipped cadets. But I must have been in your bunk then, Boog. Like, I mean, or in your group. Softs is a weird yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I think you were. Didn't we have like a... Uh, 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 the group leader had a kid at the camp who had like a deformed hand. 
or something. No, I'm being. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I missed this year. Is was, that is that right? No, it was like Gary Wright. It was like Gary Goldberg. Gary Wright, right? and his son had like a missing finger or something. It was a, just a That's you not know. So bad. No. Yeah, and then the other thing, do you remember? <laughs> like you said, it's funny. Not necessarily the most memorable things, but one of the guys in the group was like cousin Brucey's son. Yeah, John Morrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, that was his last year. He stopped then. I, Bur, I Fel, was going to say, you didn't last very long. No, he was with me and Feldman from, I think just he went from middies, and then he went to the softs too, I guess, like we did. And uh, he was, you know, we were. his dad would come and visit, and we'd be on the radio, so we thought it was cool. But other than that, I don't have many memories of John Morrow. I, n- I never met well, him. Well, neither do I, except for that he was there. <laughs> I remember there was a Chris Morrow. I don't know if they were related. And he, no, he, he wasn't real. I don't think he was no. related. And his thing was on the talent show, he would always, like, like for three years running, right, he would sing, like, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. Does that, does that resonate with anybody? No. No? Uh, anyway, if I hear that song, I think of Chris Morrow. Boog, did you used <laughs> to play, like, a, a brass instrument? There you go. Look at that. It's psychic. No, I played the... Um, Clarinet, right? Saxophone. Sax, okay, that's brass, right? Am I, am I, uh, yeah, I believe it is. I believe it is. I don't think it's a string instrument, but all right. I just remember you playing that. Thelma played the trumpet. Thelma played the trumpet, right? We were like a whole little band. I was telling Moi earlier today that one of the things I loved about camp, and I remember just saying it to you one time, and I don't know if you remember or not, was I just was like, I feel like I'm amongst like very intelligent people when I'm mm. at Swago, and and I I just like. It was like inter-year. I feel like I was telling you that. And, and you were just, I don't, I don't even know how you were responding. Luke was, was basking like, in it. He's like, damn right. It's like there's so many more smart people here than in my middle American town out in New Jersey. <laughs> we held up a high standard, John. It was a pretty, I don't know. I feel like it was a pretty aware group of people. It's an aware group, but you also have the freedom to like talk about heavier things, I suppose, you know? Although, you know, we, we, well, we, Ma- we were all reading Kurt Vonnegut Ma- books. Moss. Like, yeah, Moss is a big influence yeah. that way. Moss who encouraged a lot of that stuff. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, because Moss, in a way, like, he treated us as, as peers. You know, he wasn't, re- I mean, he was our counselor, but he definitely treated us as, as equals. He was like, you got to read this book, you got to hear this album, this song. And it's funny, like, I, I don't even know if I said this on, on the ski slope before. Like, do you remember when Moss would come and, like, pick us up, like, like during, during the school year, we'd, and we, we went to go see Rocky too. we went to go see Animal House? And I remember my dad. Yeah. I remember telling my dad about this, right? And he was like, he couldn't. He was like he a little concerned. He was, he was like, so some so some twenty six year old guy comes and picks you guys up and takes you out. My son. Yeah, there was like a little bit of that vibe going on. I was like, no, you don't, don't worry, don't worry. Everything everything's pretty cool. Hey, boo. And now, uh, yeah, go now ahead. Now he's just like us. Yeah. Oh. Now he's younger than us. Yeah. Hey, boo. I re- I saw Feldman made the comment. I guess you were back and forthing with him that. We were talking about when I punched the ball at the Lavi game. It took, <laughs> took the guy down. This was a Kuma tournament. We had, we had lost. Yeah, and you were like, you said that I had a wicked temper. Was that, was that, was that part of my like, uh, personality back then? Was I that temperamental? Yes. No, no, I don't think. <laughs> actually, I think, uh, no, I meant. Um, no, I think yes, I was. Yes, I think yes I you were. Alan, Alan. I can't I believe Alan's look, even asking the question. I wasn't looking for you to, to, to soft to soft step it. I, I just was like, I guess you, I, I guess, did. God, I God help the counselors trying to get Alan up for like like fucking morning lineup, man. And that was, <laughs> no, a, that was like it was a bad scene. It wasn't like to us. Right, like it wasn't like. No, I guess never to count. Let's let's put it this way: it wasn't Alan Friedman esque. 
You know, Alan he Friedman was a little crazy. worse. He got be, crazy. Right. It would be like he'd, he'd go to the other side. You know? He was dealing with issues. <laughs> <laughs> no offense if you're listening, Alan. I'm sure you're <laughs> a stable dude. He killed that old tennis pro, right? Did well, he? Wait, I don't remember that. Who, Aaron? He was a good tennis player, Alan, right? Yeah, yeah. Alan, Alan Friedman was a great tennis player. That was his thing. So wait, t- wait remind me of this. He almost killed the old tennis Player? He got so he lost to someone that he never lost to. It might have been Felman. I think it was Felman. Felman beat him. I think one time. And, uh, I could just see that. And then he like <laughs> threw the racket like straight up in the air, and it came down like right next to that tennis guy and almost like hit him. <laughs> Aaron, I could just see Alan's face like just red, just like he, he would get that red like like rouge thing going on. Like, uh oh, get out of the way, the Hulk's coming. Was he a friend of your guys you back know, in Ross? The thing is, is that um, with that yeah. lobby thing, actually, it wasn't so much your temper. It was just like the perfect storm. Because what happened was you missed the foul shot. We were down by one. We were down by one, and I had a one and one. To get us into like the no, semifinals. We were Q. down by two. I think actually we were down by two. We you were, and I had to make both. And I missed, the f- I missed the first one, right? I had to make both the tie. I missed the first the one. the guy from Lobby on the bench, wearing the yarmulke <laughs> on the left, right? Yeah. Jumped this is anti-Semitism. Air, right? I just punched that ball air, so hard. And you would hit him while he was in the air. <laughs> exactly. He, the air, he went down like a pancake. Like and hit him right in the nose. It wasn't even like it hit him in the shoulder. Like hit no, him no, right in like right. a flat, far right head in the nose. nose. And boom. <laughs> I was just so annoyed I missed the shot. I just punched the ball and didn't so they call, And then they called and then he, they called a foul on Allen, right? Like the game was over, but they no, still no, called no, a foul. The game they had, was over. It was over. I think they called call a foul to make sure it was in the books. I think they did. I remember the ref running. That's a foul. That's a foul. Tomorrow, my my Wayne County career. <laughs> That's it. Al now has the record for most. Uh, we were talking about the FUP. Oh yeah. That what was that yeah, first well, year? That was a that was a feeble attempt. Did you read that email <laughs> I sent to uh, yeah to, um, to and You know, it wasn't fair. Well, I mean, you know, it was it was you and Hammer and Jake and Alan Freeman, and our team was like uh, Ira Dassa. Right, me. and then remember back then, Feldman wasn't amazing. He no, was he was not. He's player. the most improved he player not. ever. No, he was eh. Man, now he's amazing, but he was eh then. Yeah. Right. So you know, so we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't have anything going for us. So we just, we tried you to foul, you know, hit us a couple of times with the ball in the face, and maybe foul out or something. I don't know. You had but to do it something. Didn't work. What about what about um our color war plaque that year? Do you remember it? The seventy nine. The, the Green Odyssey. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which one were you, you? Were you on Green too? Uh, it was. Remember. It was you, me, and Feldman doing the Green Odyssey. Yeah, because the problem was <laughs> not, between the three of us, none of us were artists. I know. We well, that, that's that's where it lost. Whatsoever. Well, concept, conceptually though, it was sort of high-minded too. Like it was kind of a weird concept to go yeah, for yeah. in retrospect. But yet you're right. I mean, if you don't have the artistic ability to pull that off at all, it was so bad. It was just like you remember, like sort of just that sort of. Like what curvy sine wave that the boat went along, the Green Odyssey yeah. seventy nine. Did you do the Iliad? Well, that's that's what it oh, was. That's the yeah. Same thing. Okay, same, yeah. I, I was like, what is the <laughs> story? It's all Homer, man. I'm not familiar with the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like it was. It was. We, Jake was on the show and one time. Jake, you Jake, know, Jake, Jake was the head of the other team, and, and it was great. Any imagination, but at least he was an artist, right? He made something. Well, and he had that. He had the. Uh, it was a great, like I think, uh, rhinoceros or something of uh, of white. Right, the rhino. And he had that net that just dropped down on the right. rhino and landed perfectly. Right. So. You know, he outdid you boys big time. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Do you, do you talk to Jake Boo? Uh, every now and then. Actually, he's he's infamous amongst. I have three daughters, and he's infamous amongst them. For you know, doing what? 
All, uh, well, first of all, that he can burp the alphabet. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, please. Tip 42. I, you know, whenever, like, whenever, you know, now my kids are growing up, but whenever they were little babies and you tried to get a, you know, you feed them and then you had to burp them, I would say, That's come on, give me Jacob. Right. So, What's two and every three? Every now and then he'll send me, he'll send me like a text out of nowhere or, you know, like sometimes he even says stuff like, Remember the time in 1972? <laughs> it was like Wednesday night, and uh, you had a math test, and uh, <laughs> right, he's right. got an unbelievable. Memory. He'll remember. He remembers like the diorama I made like in fourth grade. I'm like, what? What did I do? Peppy Longstocking? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? But but you know what? But he will say it, and then all of a sudden you do remember it. You you know he's not crazy. You know he's you know he's like right on the money. Well, one thing you know that that Jake showed us is that um. There really were no consequences to cheating Columbia House records. Right? <laughs> true, true that. It's, it's funny. It's right. Like I need to cancel now. I'm a minor. It's like you don't have to. Just tell them shred a letter. Do you remember in the Eagles there was a thing where we were all writing to companies and asking them to send us stickers? Yes. All right. One time, Spellman signed me up for the army and the navy. <laughs> <laughs> What year was this? Like, 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 right from the back of an Archie? Yeah, I got like all this like go Navy stuff, and then I was getting phone calls from recruiters, and my mom was like, "Well, the guy's only ten years old, you know." So. Oh, well, wasted opportunity, there, that's John. That's fucking funny. That is, that's great, especially from Feldman. You know, I thought all you could get is like sea monkeys. You know, like that would that would be the uh, the extent of what you can do when you're ten, as far as ordering. Or those X-ray glasses and the remember those X-ray specs. X-ray specs, right, right. And that, you, really, you might you really actually for a moment or two oh, believe that you were going to be able to see through those. Get that the clothes. sea monkeys. Remember the sea monkeys? They were like hanging out, like <laughs> the dad and the mom and the Playing kids. I know. The like oh, they got a house. It's like oh shit, I'll, I'll take that as my pets. That'd be cool. <laughs> it's fucking like sperm flying around in a bowl. I never did the sea monkey thing. I, I got. Did, I, I bought. Did. I bought sea monkeys once. Where are you, where are you? So what do you do now, Boog? Tell us. Tell us where you're at now. Anything to promote, John? So, um, Some cancer cures. So I live in I live in Baltimore, you know, home of the riots. And um, I saw you. Uh, <laughs> you see me at that CVS. You were good, man. I know. <laughs> Trying to keep yeah, the peace. So, so actually, uh, so I'm uh, I'm a professor at Johns Hopkins Medical School. So I see patients. Wow. Sorry, sorry about that. I do a lot of research. So that's amazing. Yeah, you know, we're trying to cure cancer. I uh, got some good leads, so. Beautiful. Good yeah. for you. And that not surprising to hear that. No. No, not at all. You are. You, <laughs> you, you know, we were talking about you before, and we're like, you know, listen, I'm sure it's not easy, like, you know, to be a professor at John Hopkins, do the medical research. It's unbelievable. But it was like, you were destined for that. Like, there was no doubt in anybody's mind that, like, that's, that's what you were, you were going to do. Like, you were so, like, I, I, I don't remember, like, a kid who was as together as you in terms of, like, you know, geared for success in, in a good way. Not like, oh, he's so ambitious and driven and he's missing out on things, but just somebody that had it all together as, as, a, as a young person. Or just getting it faking it, I think. What's that? Could have faken it? Just get it faking well, it. Well, you're still faking it. Yeah, I guess you're still faking it then, but, uh, you, you, you know, you're doing a good job. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm still waiting for people to figure me out. <laughs> so you live down there. How many kids do you have? So I have three kids. And uh, my oldest is in high school, and the youngest is uh, third third grade. So. Awesome. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of behind. But how your kids aren't that old, right? 
Uh, my son is 20, my daughter is 18, and my younger daughter is 13. That's 20. That's crazy to I say know. that. 20. Oh, 20. Yeah. So you have kids in college already. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Zach's up at Landmark. Um, he's going to be a junior. Uh, Kendall's going to UVA um, in three weeks. Wow. She's starting as a freshman. I know. Your sister actually chimed in. I guess your sister went to UVA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. She's That's exci- awesome. Yeah, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's great. She's so excited. It was her first choice, so all good. And then uh, my youngest daughter starting high school. That's awesome. That's, That's good stuff. Awesome. All good stuff. So, can, what was I going to say? I remember you, when we last were there, your, one of your kids was going to camp or something, right? Um, or coming back from camp. I guess coming back, right? Because the last time we were together was at my house, which was great, by the way, right? Because yeah. I hadn't, I, I don't, I don't yeah. think, when was the last time, I, before that, when was the last time I saw you? Probably like in the mid-90s sometime, right? No, actually, so not to get all sappy and sentimental. Uh-oh. But, please do, um, please Don't do. make me cry, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But I got to tell you, I agree with you. That was a great time. And um, the one thing that, you know, I came that as I was driving back that I, you know, I mean, we're good guys. I mean, I was, was, you know, everyone is the way I remember them in terms of being like a really good guy. Solid human being. You want to hang with me. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I remember? uh, You know what I mean? No one really became an axe murderer or some sort of. Great stuff. Yeah. No, I, I hear. You. But, uh, there, was, there was one time we yeah. were we were in, in we, we were uh, sitting um in the pool house area and we were talking about like and not to make not to say that this was the subject we were, we were talking about the Madoff thing and I remember at that point like just sort of looking around and it was as if we were having the discussion like in the bunk it was like the same exact like vibe it was the same people contributing to the same energy of that conversation that would have taken place then and it was great i was just like shit everyone is the same it's the same people you know just a little bit older a little bit grayer but basically all the same and even though like i don't talk to you all the time you know and i i, I totally get it like i'm 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 great that way you know like don't don't get in touch with me <laughs> i don't boog i don't think i've had any interaction with you since Camp maybe have were you at any of the uh, reunions? No, no. no, I haven't spoken to you or interacted with you since then. This is a pleasure. <laughs> it is. It's weird. You guys but haven't spoken. Funny how, to me, it's so funny how so much time has passed and yet it's, it's as if it didn't pass. I know? see you in my time head is right now. I, I see you. I probably I know what you look like now too. Like I haven't seen you or a picture, but I just see you from from that many years ago. Right, it's you look at his Johns Hopkins how, how picture and it's it like, feels. oh, it's John. Like, there's no, you know, it's not like, oh my God, he's changed so much, it's, it's, it's Boog. So John, I don't believe in time, and we've talked about this before, so that's, that's why I think it always Actually, seems so like. Neither do I, too. There that's we go. very interesting that you say that. All right. <laughs> this is like the type of conversation we would have. Exactly. Well, well we, still, we still have them here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty have of you this. Lis- have you been listening to the Ski Slope? Have you heard any episodes? So, so I heard a couple, but only, you know, from Selman. Selman sent me the one on um, the tape, and then uh, and then I went back and listened to a couple. So. All right, nice, nice. But, uh, We're having the best time doing this. It's like just catching yeah, up with great. old Actually, friends. Actually, you know what I said too is that I love the the introduction song. Is it always the same? I yes. can't remember. That's our theme song. That, is, that is our Thank you. 32 episodes in. That's, that's our theme song. <laughs> and we're we're rolling we, with I think it. we started off with like the talking heads doing something. And then we were like 10 episodes in. And it seemed like, okay, people are actually listening to it. So let's, let's come up with a theme song. How we wrote it. We, we wrapped it. it. And I love it. I, I happen to think, and I'm, I'm saying this in, in all candor, 
I think we should be voted for the best opening theme song for a podcast. I agree. You know what? I listen to other podcasts. They're, nowhere near, They're nowhere near as good. They're nowhere near as good. They don't even bother. They get like that sort of like yeah, um, royalty-free music. It's like, come on, man. Put some yeah, shit together. Exactly. We well, you know what? The, the, you know what the best part is is that we did the song, and then like there was a YouTube video of, of Blumstein giving a speech, and so taking snippets of that speech and like and like sort of splicing it in there. That was that was just. I remember the day we did it, and it was just like, holy shit, this is this is really good stuff. Have you been back to Swago Ground since uh, no. since going since leaving? Yeah, no. La- actually, the last time I went is remember uh, remember we went. I probably was in oh, with Moss, right? It was like 92, yeah. 92. Jake's got a picture of us like standing on the bunk then. Yeah, I'm sitting on the bunk, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, he recaptured the 78 photo. And then we did it again at like my house. Like, That's well, 92. We'll, we'll God, do it again when we're, we're like 80. 92 is I know, 92 is like a few long, years after it ended. That's, like, that's 23 years ago. That's the right. worst style you'll see right now. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you look at us in that photo, you mock us. Now, Alan and I were having you know, a... It's really, um, it's really actually unfortunate that the whole thing fell apart because, you know, like every now and then I hear, you know, even down here in Maryland of like, like my daughter's friend is going to Starlight. You know what I mean? Yeah, All no. these places that uh, are still in business, you know? Everything but our campus is thriving. I, right. I think about how great visiting day would be. You know, of course, I'm going to see my kids. That's so much fun. But, you know, she's at Swatona and I know who else is coming up on visiting day, people I went to camp to, and it just becomes this... Like like broader thing than than what we had, and, I, and what we had was great. But like I look at a camp like Equinox now, it seems to have that kind of a vibe going yeah, on, yeah. and I'm and I'm envious. And that would be a wonderful thing. Did your wife go to? Uh, was she a camp person? No, no, my wife's from the Midwest. You know, it's it's pretty. It's not even that popular around here, to be honest with you. It's really um, a New York uh, thing. New it's York a New York Jewish, Jewish like thing. thing. That's it. <laughs> like New York, New Jersey, right, maybe a little right. more Jewish thing. Yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but like I said, every now and then I hear of kids and, um, and it's the same names. I'm like, Oh, I know that place, you know, um, <laughs> right they're in the Wayne County camp. It was like, you know, it was just like a really unfortunate, like series of events that occurred in a row that, that doomed the camp. Cause it's true. otherwise there's no reason why it should have gone down. It was like well, was, great, you know, great place, you know, it was, it was the low point for camps, it was that... that right, you needed of, to get through that low point generally. It was the low point. They were competing with a lot of other uh, activities you could do. But you could get through it if you didn't have all of the other disruptions going on. But unfortunately, like you said, it was just multi, like you know, three or four negative things happening just forced it out. And we always say, like, from, from a business perspective, a gay man buying a boys' camp... You know, not to be like sort of no, anti-gay or not the right way to go. Not the right, not not a good business decision. Especially, so especially in add, 1982. Add to that in the 80s too. You know, exactly, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, the, the timing wasn't that yeah. good. No. But, right. but 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 yeah. No. I don't understand why too that land. It's just sitting there, right? I don't understand no, why. Someone nothing. bought it. Someone bought it, um, and it's just sitting there idle. They they cleaned up the Swatona side, put a house over there. Did a uh, little, a okay. little cleaning up on the Swago side, but not the bunks. It's they're just imploded bunks right now. It's it's sad, um, but it's, it is weird. The guy's just letting it just sort of fester. Why would you do that? Why would you clean that know. fucking land? It up? Seems like what is he, he's using it sort of like a like a hunting sort of launch point, but I don't know what he's hunting there, right? Like it seems like it's like that's what I've heard. I don't see you on Facebook, um, Boog, but there's there's a, a woman that um, her name's Mary Lupo who lives on the lake and and 
gives us she just joined the Suego Swatona group and she's active and she gives us like kind of a, a, a view of what's going on there now all the time which is pretty cool she's great but she's it's like our on-site reporter yeah totally but it's it's you know the guy just took it over for himself and turned it into sort of nothing yet but it ain't gonna be a camp again that's for sure so John who's your who's your great when you think okay Swatona girls who's your who's your Swatona like uh, romantic relationship with uh, well you know yeah. I uh, I was a loser until I got married. <laughs> <laughs> there was no there was no, no Swatona no, girl. You're not, you're not with people. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I dude, I remember the makeout window. I remember I remember initials being drawn on there, and who and JP was one of them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. go back the makeout window. What the fuck are you talking? What about? What do we have? Like that was when we, I think we were like when we were Rangers. We would we uh, sprayed antiperspirant on a window. And if you spray antiperspirant on a window, then you can sort of take your finger yeah, and make and make letters white and carve out, them white out. White out it, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think when we were all going out with somebody, we would put like our sort of initials together. That's how cool we were. What a bunch of pussies! <laughs> <laughs> That's how fucking sharp and on the ball we were. We would just put that antiperspirant on there. Not that we even needed antiperspirant back then. So we could. It's like a CSI a thing, right? It is. It is. A CSI or MacGyver thing. But it'd be sad because like then a girl would break up with you and you have to like sort of you spray the antiperspirant back on, you know. So you got to be so very up, symbolic of the relationship. Cover ending. up the initials. Exactly. It's like let's do a little prayer before we do the average. Tough times. I remember actually the funny thing about the socials is what did we wear? We put on our best number number shirts. shirts. Number that? shirts were big. Well, like Eagles and Rangers, that was big. Like, you, you, like yeah, everyone like was like athletic no, number shirts. Like? Yeah, like yeah, there was a lot of number twelves. That's, that's back in the day when quarterbacks were twelve and running were backs they, were thirty two. Were they like football jerseys? Yeah, more football than no, anything but else. They weren't even real teams. They weren't real teams. They no, I know. Yeah. Or if worse comes to worse, you would just have one made up at like a champion outlet, right? You would somebody would go up to Binghamton and get you get your champion shirt, and they and they did. They had like an iron on service, didn't they? A champion, like yeah, they, you, could, you could put yeah. numbers on and, and your name on the back. I actually, I actually feel bad about one thing we did that one time. What did you do? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. We, did, we, did. we, were, we were counselors, <laughs> Howie and I, in like the year before it ended, and there was a kid named Gerber. No, 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 no. Don't give names. Don't give names. Oh, sorry. There was a kid <laughs> who was in Howie's bunk. We were right next door to each other, and everyone made fun of him, and like he was bigger than the other kids, though. He, should, he was a bad athlete, the usual story. <laughs> we, we went on our on our day off and we got him a shirt and we had his name embroidered right right on the collar of a t-shirt <laughs> it looked ridiculous <laughs> but it worked he enjoyed it he, he really felt emboldened after we did that he did. and he we were like done with love stop letting these kids push you around like Look, we were this like is it. this is your magic shirt. this is your moment put the shirt on anyway and it worked it did the gerb what do you think about that John? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure what to say. <laughs> I wasn't there that year. Didn't I just say that I was really impressed by how everyone's still a really good guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we it was a mo- la- moment of lapse judgment there, I think. I do. I actually, that's like the one thing, like, and it was done partially in a good way. It was. It was. It, it really like was. It wasn't done like, oh, we're going to give you some <laughs> shitty T-shirt to wear. It was done like, listen, we're going to We were just kind of trying to be, I this. just remember we were being a little funny. Right. Exactly. Like, I think so. Where should we put the, the, the name? Let's put it, Let's on, the it on the neck. Maybe yeah. it'll be a thing. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll get popular. It, did, it didn't catch on. Mr. Mosby wasn't wearing it that way. No. 30 years if later. If you hear the whole podcast, you'll get the Mr. Mosby reference, John. So you didn't answer the question, John. Who was your big romance in Sptona? You're not getting off the hook. You know Hillary Clinton here. 
Hillary Clinton went to. Uh, she did. She was Arya too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll jump. I'm telling that. you, I never had a, a big romance. You didn't. You didn't get Jill, to. Jill Bernstein was on the show and said she went out with you. I'm just uh, not that she's the one, but I'm just saying she's. She said it. That's you know, it's fodder. She said that on the show. She mm-hmm. says it on the show. She went out with mm-hmm. Boog. And she hears she became like a big doctor and she was like looking for you and stuff. So, but I think she got, she's um, married now. So, but, um, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, um, uh, <laughs> to completely change the subject. So what was your best athletic moment? You know what, um, sometimes, you know, you remember the Gonzaleses? Of course. About oh, them? yeah. Many <laughs> times. So whatever happened to them? Because that was like their little cottage <laughs> industry there, right? Well, we, it's funny. We we talked about that on one episode. We couldn't figure out. Do you think like the Gonzaleses had to make the capital investment in buying the food? Yeah, and what then, do you think? And, that, what do you think? And the then they kept the profit. Or do you think Dave was? did it, and they were sort of employees? I think I think they were actually I think they were proprietors. Employees. No, I think, I think I think they were proprietors. What do you think, John? Yeah, I you know, I got the impression that the canteen was sort of theirs, and maybe they like rented rented it, you right. know, the space or something. That's what I thought. It was like a concession. Like a. You know, like a um, snack bar place may rent space, you know, in an office building or something right, like that. Right. But the funny thing is then there must have been a process by which they took the canteen coupons, right, and gave them back to Dave. And Dave had to convert yeah. that into cash because who else is exchanging that currency? Honestly, I would not have <laughs> trusted that, that transaction. <laughs> I'll tell you something about Dave. He lost Did, a lot of those 25-cent coupons. Dave had Sylvia working some scheme <laughs> so that the Gonzaleses were getting shorted by 20%. We can't, we can't accept this one. Those coupons, you know, are a commodity just like Bitcoin now. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, the, big, that's the big thing. I should have I should have gone like Remember large those books? into camping. Remember those books that they we were, got? They were great. They were so like, they were so nicely perforated. Like you right? ripped out your 25-cent right? one. It was like, so, all right. It was like purple. Nowadays, someone would just go on and make up fake ones, <laughs> like just rip rip off the canteen. Or there'd be an app. You'd have like your canteen app on your phone, and like the Gonzaleses would just scan your phone and it would come right off. That is how it would be. It would be an app. It'd mm-hmm. be a, yeah, it's crazy. Right, let's invent that if that hasn't happened. Canteen book. And then is that so? You guys have been up there. That town. What was it? Calicoon or yeah? No, that was the bigger town. What was? Galilee. Was the small town Galilee was where the G- one that we do that. Where Galilee. Jesus was born. Where the guy who who's like unfortunately had to live his life at a ninety degree <laughs> angle. Remember the guy who was humped over. Right. That's my memory of Galilee. It was that guy in the in the flypaper. In the generals for the flypaper. Where else did you see flypaper? <laughs> I don't really in run into much flypaper anymore. That was it. That was it was it. just in Galilee. It was such an odd way of like getting rid of flies. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have this really sticky surface in and the middle hope of the room that he lands on it. Ah, there he goes. Now I've got this beautiful ornament. And now he's going <laughs> to flap his wings until he's dead. <laughs> Suffer. Like, struggle to, like, remove himself. You remember when I used to eat flies, John? Really? What time? Remember when I used to eat flies? Yeah. And I was you good were, at... Uh, really? I was quite the daredevil back then. I'm a vegetarian now, interestingly. Would, that, would that qualify, eating a fly? Um, yeah. This, this, is how, what, this is what we used to do. Do you remember this? Like, you remember the tool that I used to capture the fly? Chopsticks, right? No. Chopsticks, yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was like a, a, hopefully an unused toilet brush. <laughs> it was like you would you would that in the, they'd, I'd, I'd swipe it and it would get caught in the bristles. <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> familiar with this. It's, it's an old ancient Japanese technique. But anyway, yeah. Then then uh, we'd we'd kill it and uh, I'd get paid like a dollar to eat the fly, or I'd get something. I don't know if it was a dollar, but I'd get some sort of you canteen, get canteen coupons. Exactly. Maybe a twenty five center. They were good though. Good protein. Yeah. Remember that's that? That's something that uh, 
Did Jake or Feldman encourage <laughs> you for that? It, it, could go, it could go either way. I could, right. I'd certainly see <laughs> right. Jake, I think Jake was, pushing I for that. I think that was my own initiative, really, because I think I enjoyed the, the canteen coupon thing. But and I and, it, and I was always sort of like, it's not a big deal. I'm just so oh, so what? You know, I'm, it's this little tiny thing that I'm eating. So I think it was my own thing. There was another thing too that we had. Remember, there was like a power cord, and when we were Rangers. And we would shock ourselves. Like it was an exposed power cord and we would sort of go to it and sort of charge Glad ourselves up with electricity. <laughs> sounds, that was right. sounds horrible. Yeah, it was a very daredevil year. We were eating flies and electrocuting ourselves. And I remember Jake playing like um, Strawberry Fields and, and getting scared from the, the end of that track. Like the I Buried Paul thing. That would freak me out. Yeah, he was, he was uh, remember he was the one that was really into the Beatles. Back then. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. He'd sit and listen on his little yeah. tape recorder. Right. But he was good. Like, because those early years, like, he was, our, he was our music, right? He, he's the guy that would bring the. Did he have a record player? I don't know. I think it was just a, a cassette recorder. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he introduced us, he introduced me to uh, ELP. <laughs> Remember that? ELP sucks, man. I look, I look back at ELP, and, like, that was, like, seriously, because like, Eric Mandel, I think, turned me on to them, like, in fifth grade. And I bought Welcome Back, My Friends. And like Hoedown's a good song, but uh, how often do you listen to ELP these days? Never. <laughs> Come on, man. Be honest. You ever put that on? Uh, actually, I'll tell you something mildly interesting. So today I had a meeting <laughs> for the guy. John's answering no questions. <laughs> no, no. I, today I had a meeting with a guy named Jeremy Bender. Yeah. And so no relation to you, but remember there was a song yeah. on ELP. Jeremy Band that was a man, a spender, something like that, right? A pleasure. All right, there you go. And man. so I listened to it today. It's <laughs> that's so funny. So funny. That you what a I like that. coincidence. So fuck that, it. That's crazy. Uh, that's the kind of shit I love, man, when that three-way kind of like synchronicity thing kicks in. All right, glad I asked. And yeah. Jake posted that it's his favorite concert ever. ELP? Really? Yeah, yeah. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Maybe. I mean, maybe that sound is good really live. I mean, and, and I tried to, re I did try to like them because everyone liked them, but it was basically classical music, right? Like done on a synthesizer. At the end of the day, that's what it was. Yeah, well, pictures at an exhibition, the whole thing was pictures at an ex exhibition by Stravinsky, you know? Right, right. I or think McGorky or something like that, yeah. I mean, there are a few songs I like. Like, Hoedown was good, the uh, Fanfare for a Common Man. Like, I'll, I'll still listen to that every now and then. It's good. It's good. Stairmaster song, and um, what was the other one? Like, that was in the later ones from yeah. that album in uh, like works, works two maybe. <laughs> Still sound familiar. I never took to ELP. No, well, you know they haven't. Really you know, Jake met Jake met uh, Greg Lake. You know, in his capacity. Actually, I don't know what Jake does. <laughs> I, I would think you probably met the drummer, right? Who's the drummer? What, what did you just say? You don't know what Jake does? No, no, no. But you remember, he worked for some music company for a long time. Yeah, he, Universal. Like, art. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was on here. He said he had, you know, he had some, like, he's like mentioned on, like, I think Spinal Taps records, one of them. So, yeah, no, he definitely had some, um, some things going on over there. He met some people and stuff, you know? And, like, B.B. King passed away recently. And, like, he has a, he, I guess he had met B.B. King and has a photograph with him. So, yeah, I mean... You know, he had, he had a good, you know, stay in the music industry. Do you still play at all, John? Music at all? Play what? <laughs> well, I don't know. Your saxophone, saxophone. Your, your brass instrument, whatever that might be. No? I play my, my uh, iPod and my iPhone. All right. Still got an iPod, huh? Now I'm stuck. You know, now, I'm, now I listen to things like um, uh, Nicki Minaj and... Awesome. Got to keep up with the kids. Taylor. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. You know what, um... 
I, you know, I was listening to a lot lately, uh, Fort Minor, you know, the guy from Lincoln Park. Do you yeah. know that guy? I do. I do. Yeah. I know the name. Reminds, reminds me a tiny bit of your uh, opening song. Really? Oh. I'll have to check that out. I know. What, what, what is Remember the name. What's the guy's Fort name again? Minor. Ford well, Minor. So his, his name is Mike Shinola, but he's okay. in Lincoln Park, but the, the album is like his alter ego is Fort Minor. Remember the name. Got it. All right. We're going to give it a name. listen. I like it. Sure. I get a little musical recommendation from Boog. Really? Who do I remember Boog being into musically? Uh, Cat, you know, Cat one Stevens. thing, actually, you know, to once again sound like an old man, you know, the whole iTunes thing is really fantastic, right? That we can, because I find myself listening to more right, the it's music a jukebox. that we used to exactly. listen to back then because... Because you can, like you exactly. Can singles, well, do whatever you want. Well, to me now, it's like it's almost like listening to music has become fishing. Like I'm looking for a song that I don't know that I'll love. Like why wouldn't that be my my purpose and then add right. it to add it to my collection? Like to me, like that's that's the fun of it now. It's not just I, I think about you know us buying our albums you know 35 right. years right. ago and just like okay let's listen to the album the same six or seven albums that I have. Like, it's crazy. Like, now it's just a matter of, like, I think there's so many songs that exist that I haven't heard that if I heard them, I would just be so moved by them and I, I would love them. So I feel like I'm on the hunt for them. I agree. Uh, Me too. All right. So Where, what was your best athletic moment in Swago? If you, had, if you had to sum it up. Uh, Is there one that stands so, out? Uh, there, was, there was one time, I'm trying to think. Because Boog was a good, Boog was a really good athlete. Good athlete, very solid. Uh, athlete. Top top athlete, three in every yeah. top three in everything. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. So uh, there was one time where I somehow I hurt my leg, and we were playing, and it was like during Color War, and uh, those are the best. And I was playing baseball, and so they it was Softball. arranged that I could have a runner because I couldn't run. I remember and this. Yeah, yeah. but I was like hit like a home run, you know, like I. I remember I could, like, the runner. runner. Yeah. Anyway, that was a that was a. Do you remember there was one time? So wait, what happened then? <laughs> she just said you had a runner. No, it was like you know, like you know, it was like bottom of the sixth or whatever, and I, you know, I get up there and just pop a home run, and we win the game. All right, the war. nice. That was, actually, there's something I remember that I feel a little bad about involving you, Alan, because it was unfair. So Alan was the best water skier in the group by far. Okay, not Stephen Crowswell. No, I learned I learned how to water ski and I got pretty good at it, but not nearly as good as um. Book says you. Book says he was the best water water skier. I was a good water skier. Tell me, (laughs) tell me if you remember this. So they had water skiing for um, Color War, and Dave Baker was the water ski instructor. Right. And Alan, I don't know for some reason you got in trouble. You might have like done something stupid, like just curse. And, you know, his English <laughs> sensibilities very like, possible. got offended by the fact. Somebody woke Alan so up. We do the, the water skiing competition, and, Dave, you know, it's kind of subjective. And Dave Baker declares me the winner because he was mad at Alan. For I remember that. Holy I, I remember cow. this. I, I have not thought you, about you that, that forever. Alan? Right? You remember that, though, right? I do. I do. That's crazy. And I to be honest with you, to this day, and I'm glad <laughs> I'm getting it off the <laughs> I feel bad because I know that I need deserve to win that. So I was I'm, glad pretty, I, I, I'm glad you thank got. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I'm glad you got the that. glory. Nice boog up to the flagpole. That's I haven't thought about that. And see, this is the beauty of this thing. We keep having these people on here saying stuff that we're like, oh my god, yeah, right. Really, I totally that forgot did about happen, that. didn't it? Yep, and it's in there somewhere. It just it just uh, needs a little boost. That's crazy. Um, so that that's an athlete. And then remember, actually, remember there was one year, uh, so Kiuma, when I was there, we never did well, 
But the but before when Alan when you and I were um, and Feldman played I don't know if you played Howard but we played for that guy it was Les's friend you remember this Jay Katz Jay Katz yes yeah. yes and yeah. you were, and we had a good team we won some tournaments that year that was actually a lot of fun do you remember that you were the star of the team but we you know but yeah, you know, be like under, under fourteen was he a lefty. Jay Katz? Jay, I don't know. Jay Katz was like the moose Like a fat guy? He was, yeah. But like, and I remember he just beat up Eddie all the time. Yes. Okay. I remember that. But now, remember, we won we won a couple of tournaments, like, uh, including, we actually, we got second place in the Lego tournament. Actually, this is funny. And Feldman, now that he's an amazing basketball player, I can say this. <laughs> like, Why? What happened? We what behind. did he do? We were behind in the final game. This is another thing. I can't believe I remember. <laughs> we were behind in the final game. We caught up, and I think we were ahead, and Feldman got the ball and threw it out of bounds. And then the other I team, whatever this. it was, scored and won. That's what inspired Feldman. I never Feldman. told him that. Of course, you know, I was a pretty nice guy. I would never say, oh, what? No, you know, no, of course. <laughs> right. But, uh, and, and I always thought in the back of my mind, Feldman blew the game. <laughs> and, and, you know, Feldman, Feldman's aware enough, too, where I'm sure he felt like, oh, shit, I threw the ball out of bounds. Like, that wasn't good. Like, I'm sure he had an, a certain level of awareness that. But do you remember, Alan, that was a good, that was fun with Jay Katz. We, you know, we won a bunch of tournaments. That was pretty good. I do remember him being our coach. It was like an, sort of a one-off year where this guy who I didn't know from anywhere But he was Les Miller's friend. Yeah, Les Miller. Right, he was Les Miller's friend. So he ran, we ran the same plays. Like that one three one trap that right. Les Miller. Yeah, yeah, used to I remember the one three one trap. Yeah. <laughs> you go run all over the court to try and trap everyone right. at every corner. Yeah, right. you're like the Louisville Cardinals, man. Exactly. You guys are running. That's exactly right. Boog, you were you were a force yeah. though. You were, Boog was sort of like Charles Barkley, right? If you had to like describe Boog's like hoops game, yeah, he was the power forward, right? But like yeah. get in inside and you know throw it up and like Absolutely. get fouled, right? Absolutely. Had a good game though. He was, he was tough to stop uh, down low. He had that great little yeah, post-up bank shot. And then yep. you guys, did you guys keep in touch with? Uh, I'm, so another thing that I like too is we had one year we had a really good soccer team, and in part, and we I think we won the finals or maybe lost uh, in the finals. But remember, I'm sure you guys know, you know, Paul Allen was the star of that yep. soccer team. Yeah, yeah no, Paul. Was Paul, was, we, Paul had, was we had him on the podcast. Yeah, Paul. Paul's a fantastic guy. But yeah, he was like. Um, you know, if you go down the list and say, okay, who was the best athlete of our era? You know, at Swago. Yeah, hard not to give it to Paul. You field know? goal kicker for U.S. for you for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And track yeah, and field. Yeah, so that's a great. I tell people that story. That's a great story, right? That if you got recruited for soccer for Ohio State, exactly. In a fit of rage, got in. You know, like Kicked totally off pissed off the soccer coach. <laughs> so walked onto the football team was the backup kicker. And then the, um, for Ohio State, exactly right. Like a big deal, right? And then the, the real kicker, right, got hurt or something. So Paul and Allen came in, and won the game. And then how you told me this, right? There were like talk shows, like who should be the kicker this week? Yeah, no, it was, it was, you know, it was like my sophomore year, and um, I guess Paul was a junior, but my sophomore year at Indiana. So you know, it's all Big Ten, and um, Paul, I think, kicked the winner against. Minnesota, maybe it wasn't like a big team, but like you know, he, he won the game for Ohio State, so it became like a big sort of talk radio thing about. It's awesome. <laughs> should, should Paul Allen be the kicker? And then he came to Indiana. Well, actually, the year before, Paul I think was the backup kicker. Then he wasn't the starter, but he, you know, he, they played at Indiana, and Paul actually stayed with me. And he and to this, on the, he came on the podcast. He was like, it "Was the worst night's sleep I ever had." Like he had, he had no mattress, he, he had no game. cushions. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, sorry, man. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't have the right accommodations for you. Anyway, yeah, yeah, 
to for me actually it's funny because you know my kids now i don't know about your kids there's so much like organized sports for them you know like in terms of uh, right, you know, every, and everything. right, right. But for me, like, my, you know, and I was never like, a, you know, Alan, you probably were, but I was never like a star in high school. But for me, like, my athletic glory days were like Camp Slate. You yeah. know, like, uh, me too, man. Uh, playing, playing inner camp, playing color war, playing totally. in those tournaments and everything. Right. And it's yeah. nice because, like, but Forceway go, like, where do you get those? You know? You know what? I, I had right. other experiences not being, you know. Well, John, I remember too. Like, John, but I still League, remember the Sway. I still remember the Swago ones too. Yeah. Like, I played at a different level also, you know. Not to be cocky or anything. <laughs> yeah, I played at the college. I played college. But honestly, I do remember Swago as being a place to shine, even though, you, you know, even even not, whether regardless of whether you went to the or competition was else. not that good. Is that no, what you're Solid. I'm not saying that at all. FUP, dude. FUP, you F-U-P. fucked me up big. Listen, Boog, we got to run it, man. D- I gotta go. I Alan, gotta go. Alan's got to run too. He's got a dinner to go to. So uh, I'm so glad we could catch up, Boog. Boog, seriously. So I hope I didn't. Uh, I hope I didn't bore your audience. Yeah, uh, trust yeah. me, trust <laughs> me. Uh, the the audience right now, I think, is us, and we're we're, now, we're we're gonna get we'll get our listeners. You'll, You'll see. see. People will listen. All right, John. Thanks for coming on, man. Love you. I'd love to see you right, soon. Anytime. All right. All right. Bye, Take care, John. Love you too, man. Bye. Bye. All right, John Powell, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's, that's how you do it. That's he was boog. great. What a great guest. Nah, what the fuck a boog, man? I mean, the best. I mean, it's like best. it's one of my bunkmates, you know? Yeah. It's like, like those, those are the guys super I want. Super smart, fun, creative. What a good guy. The whole thing. All right. You know what? Folks. Uh, are we still live? Because um, right, well, uh, if you're taping us, we are. I guess we are. I guess. You're right. the one in charge. I can't. You, you know what? That it. whole thing, though, where the, um, where the, the, the uh, clock never kicked in, I don't think I can save it. So maybe we won't save the. Uh, Last segment, that's okay. You know, we got it on all audacity. It's an hour and 40 minute cast. Check it out. Peace. Episode 32 is in the books, brother. Beautiful, bro. All right, peace. Peace out. Good night, everybody. Noon way.